From News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, San Antonio Mayor Ron Nuremberg has been reelected to his third term in office. State health officials are encouraging you to take that selfie after you get your coronavirus vaccine. Can't find enough workers to hire. It's help wanted everywhere. I'm Stephen Kaufman in Prescott, Arizona. A support group for cicada phobia. I'm ABC's Lionel Moyes. That story ahead. This is Texas News Radio. This is Texas News Radio. President Joe Biden, the first lady, visited an elementary school in Virginia Monday. President Biden and the first lady today visited Yorktown Elementary School in Virginia. Students there are in person four days a week, but home one day while the school building is cleaned. The Bidens dropped by a fifth grade classroom and asked students about virtual school, and they got honest answers. It was kind of fun because sometimes when Ms. B was like paying attention to something else, you could eat. <laughs> Another student shared that they could take a nap. The first lady, a community college professor, said she could relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can turn yeah, can you just turn off the camera? I've seen that. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Ron Nuremberg is on his way to a third term as mayor of San Antonio. There are 14 candidates running for the city's top office. Nuremberg managed to come away with 62% of the vote, maintaining a comfortable lead over his closest challenger, Greg Brockhouse. Brockhouse had just over 31% of the vote and conceded the election Saturday night. All 10 city council seats were up for vote in Saturday's election, with only five being decided. The other five were going to a runoff June 5th. A Texas city will become the nation's largest to ban abortions. More than 60% of the city's voters said yes to making Lubbock a sanctuary city for the unborn. The proposition instructs the city of Lubbock to enact an ordinance which outlaws abortion in the city and declares Lubbock a sanctuary city. The city's mayor says the ordinance could go into effect as early as June 1st. I'm Cameron Fairchild. A funeral service took place for Andrew Brown Jr. in North Carolina. Calls for transparency as family members of Andrew Brown gathered to mourn his death. Brown was shot dead by sheriff's deputies in Pascatang County, North Carolina, on April 21st and sparked demonstrations. Civil rights attorney Benjamin Crum. It is up to us to make the plea for transparency and demand that these videotapes be released. Reverend Al Sharpton is delivering the eulogy. The family of Brown says they've seen clips of the shooting and are demanding the full video be released. Mark Remillard, ABC News. Uh, the green light to reopen at full capacity is only part of the struggle for restaurants, stores, and the like. Extended unemployment benefits and the current minimum wage have businesses from restaurants to retailers to theme parks finding it hard to attract people to hire. We've placed multiple ads, had literally no response. Three people in the past three or four weeks. Doug Levy, owner of the Feast Restaurant in Tucson, can only do takeout. We simply can't provide enough staff to make the restaurant work. Stephen Kaufman, CBS News, Prescott, Arizona. This is Texas News Radio. From News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Texas News Radio. 
The nation's top U.S. general is no longer objecting to prosecuting sexual assault cases out of military command. General Mark Milley is open to the idea of discussing the recommendation that decisions for sexual assault prosecutions be taken away from military commanders. Spokesman for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff said Milley has not endorsed an independent panel's recommendation to Defense Secretary Austin, but he recognizes it's time to consider all options in dealing with sexual assault in the military. We've suffered too many casualties. This has gone on too long, said the spokesman. Louis Martinez, ABC News, Washington. New COVID-19 restrictions in Portland, Oregon, sent many diners eager for an indoor meal over the river to Vancouver, Washington. There were a lot of Oregon plates spotted driving over the interstate bridge headed to Vancouver. The waterfront was slammed with wait times for inside restaurant seating an hour or better. I live here and I know what it's like here normally on a Saturday and there's definitely a lot more people that have come. On Friday, Multnomah and Clackamas counties were among 15 who entered the extreme risk level. COVID-19 risk levels will be reviewed weekly. Rosemary Reynolds for CBS News, Portland, Oregon. The head of the Texas Medical Association, Dr. Diana Fite, wants you to take a selfie when you get your COVID-19 vaccine and post it on social media. She says it's a good way to encourage others to get vaccinated. And Dr. Fight says Texas has vaccinated about a third of all eligible adults and is opening up the distribution system to get more vaccines in arms. There's a shift away from mass clinics and instead putting the responsibility on doctors, pharmacies, and other smaller providers who have closer relationships and access to those who have not yet received the vaccine. A major trial between Apple and video game maker Epic Games is now underway in California. It could reshape the dynamic between software developers and app stores. A judge in federal court in Oakland is now hearing arguments in what some are calling the biggest antitrust case in decades, Apple versus Epic Games. Epic, the maker of the popular video game Fortnite, is suing Apple, arguing it's a monopoly and charges anti-competitive fees on software developers by taking a 30% cut of all purchases made through the App Store. Apple's lawyer said in court that fee is the industry standard, adding most apps in the App Store are free. The trial is expected to last for several weeks. Elizabeth Schulze, ABC News. There's a support group for cicada anxiety. After 17 years underground, trillions of cicadas are expected to start emerging. Swarms of the massive insects and their loud mating calls can bring anxiety for some. They are coming. We're going to have to be living with these things for a while. So what can we do to help each other figure out how to cope with them? Michelle Dillingham was unable to get out of her car in Ohio in the last big swarm in 04. She's now started a Facebook community to help others. A lot of the discussion is like, strategies for like protective clothing one rule for the cincinnati cicada phobia safe space no posting pictures of the bugs lionel moyes abc news this is texas news radio all news all for texas this is texas news radio i'm dennis foley coming up constitutional carry in texas may make its way to the senate floor the state senate floor after all effective home buyers price right out of the market i'm abc's jim ryan the story is coming the war of words between north korea and the new u.s administration heats up abc's tom rivers with that story coming up caitlin jenner on transgender athletes i'm steve kathan this is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Texas News Radio. 
President Joe Biden said today he wanted to raise the maximum number of refugees allowed into the U.S. this fiscal year. President Biden is officially raising the nation's refugee cap to 62,500 this fiscal year after facing weeks of pushback for not moving quickly enough to raise the cap from the 15,000 set by the Trump administration. In a statement, the president said that number, an historic low, quote, did not reflect America's values as a nation that welcomes and supports refugees. Still, the president called it a, quote, sad truth that the U.S. will not achieve 62,500 emissions this year due to what he called, quote, the damage of the last four years. The Biden administration has set a goal of 125,000 refugee admissions for the next fiscal year. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick says he's optimistic about getting the votes he needs in the Texas Senate to pass a bill allowing permitless carrying of handguns. The House passed a constitutional carry bill earlier last month, and it appears to be headed to the floor of the Senate this week. Patrick said last week that he didn't have the 18 votes needed to open the debate on the Senate floor, but he's working on it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said he'll sign the bill if it makes it to his desk. Lubbock voted this weekend to opt to adopt an ordinance that would make that uh, make it the largest city in the country to outlaw abortion. It calls abortion at all stages of pregnancy an act of murder unless done to save the life of the mother. Opponents call it unconstitutional and plan to take legal action. There will be litigation in federal court almost immediately. Attorney Fernando Bustos. This type of ordinance would not be effective immediately. Bustos says because of Roe v. Wade. Abortion providers can raise a defense that while they were taking their actions, abortion was legal. Bustos also says a private citizen may not be able to sue because they may not have standing. In other words, they would have to show they've been injured or grieved by the provider's actions. Not only that, but the ordinance also provides a defense. The mother couldn't be sued, nor could someone sue if the abortion was necessary to save a life. And because of Roe v. Wade, the lawsuit could be subject to dismissal. That's KLBK-TV's Alyssa Tellez. Texas's revenue estimate is rising to $725 million. Comptroller Glenn Hager released the new estimate today, inciting increased economic activity as more people get the coronavirus vaccine. He also noted revised oil and natural gas production tax collection estimates as another reason. The original revenue estimate was negative due to the pandemic. One of the world's wealthiest and most philanthropic couples announced that they are ending their marriage. Bill and Melinda Gates say they no longer believe they can grow together as a couple. In a joint statement announcing the end of their 27-year marriage, the couple says they will continue their work together at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which has become one of the world's largest charities, especially in the area of public health. The couple who have three children asked for privacy for the family. Forbes says Gates, the founder of Microsoft, is the fourth richest person in the world, with an estimated net worth of more than one. $130 billion. Brian Clark, ABC News. This is Texas News Radio. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The rising price of lumber is hitting home builders and home buyers hard. Very hard. It doesn't matter a bit that Aaron Wright's construction company sits right in the middle of East Texas lumber country. Our lumber right now is up 232%. Not only are we having problems with lumber, we're having trouble getting it. Lumber is not the only culprit. From the copper used in wiring to the gypsum inside drywall, costs are on the rise, driving some home buyers right out of the market. Jim Ryan, ABC News. A runoff for a U.S. House seat in Texas is set. Republican Susan Wright and Jake Elzey advanced from a crowded field of 23 candidates in the state's 6th Congressional District. Democrat Gina Lynn Sanchez was narrowly locked out of the runoff. She said in a statement yesterday that her campaign came up short 
After trailing LZ by fewer than 360 votes, with nearly all votes counted, Wright is the widow of former Congressman Ron Wright, who died in February after being diagnosed with COVID-19. LZ is a state lawmaker. A date for the runoff has not yet been scheduled. Critics call Caitlyn Jenner's latest comments on transgender athletes an attempt to gather GOP political support. Caitlyn Jenner, who came out as a transgender woman six years ago and is now running for governor of California, tells TMZ she opposes transgender girls competing in girls' sports at school. Question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girls' sports in school. It just isn't fair. Seven states have enacted laws banning trans female student athletes. Florida is poised to be the eighth. Steve Kathan, CBS News. Closing arguments came today in the trial of the legitimacy of the National Rifle Association's bankruptcy. The NRA intentionally deceived its board of directors when it filed for bankruptcy protection and the case should be dismissed, the New York Attorney General's office said during closing arguments. The NRA filed for Chapter 11 protection after the Attorney General's office sued the organization and its leader, Wayne LaPierre, over alleged financial misdeeds. The office argued the filing was illegitimate and meant to skirt regulatory oversight. The trial exposed lavish spending by the NRA, but the Attorney General's office said the organization is vastly solvent and called filing bankruptcy an abuse of the system. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. North Korea has warned that the U.S. will face a very grave situation and alleged that President Joe Biden made a big blunder in a recent speech by calling the North a security threat. A senior foreign ministry official in Pyongyang says the president, through his words, clearly intends to keep enforcing the same policy toward North Korea that it's had for over half a century. Rowing back the rhetoric, Biden's national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, on ABC News this week. Our policy towards North Korea is not aimed at hostility. It's aimed at solutions. He adds the administration is prepared to engage in diplomacy towards the ultimate objective, denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. This is Texas News Radio. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, Austin voters have decided to recriminalize public camping. Reunited. I'm ABC's Chuck Severson. Coming up, cruise ships return to a major Texas port. I'm ABC's Jim Ryan. The story is coming up. Verizon is selling its media group, which includes Internet pioneers like AOL and Yahoo. I'm ABC's Elizabeth Schulze. The details coming up. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Texas News Radio. President Joe Biden spent Monday in Virginia advocating for his American Jobs and Families plans. The president traveled to a community college in Norfolk to make his case for expanded federal funding of public education, two years of free community college, and critically, two years in early childhood. Universal high-quality preschool for three- and four-year-olds, not daycare, preschool. The president insists working families wouldn't have to foot the bill for his plans. The reason I'm bothering to do this is I keep hearing on the press, Biden's going to raise your taxes. Aides say he'll soon meet with Republican senators who oppose increasing taxes on businesses and high earners. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News. The public ca- camping ban will be back in effect in Austin. 57% of Austin voters were in favor of reinstating the ban, while 42% were opposed. The measure recriminalizes encampments near downtown and the University of Texas campus in a move that mostly affects the homeless. Austin Mayor Steve Adler says the city is working on how to enforce this ban. 
Planned Parenthood is promising to review Lubbock's new ballot ordinance, declaring it a sanctuary city for the unborn. The health care provider says it will soon make a decision about abortion service availability in the city. They also noted their doors are staying open for patients wanting care. Voters approved the law over the weekend, which bans abortion procedures within city limits. The Lubbock City Council has called the ordinance unconstitutional and unenforceable. Sarah Bartlett, NBC News Radio. The latest sign of a return to a pre-pandemic life is a thousand feet long and weighs in at about 100,000 tons. In the port city of Galveston, Texas, the sound of prosperity hasn't been heard for over a year. With a celebratory spray from a fireboat, though, a pair of Carnival cruise ships has arrived at the port to be prepared for a return to sea. Their intentions are to get ready, crew up, do some work on the ships, and so they'll be here when it's time to start cruising, and we're hoping that that's quickly. Port Director Roger Reese, before the pandemic shutdown, Texas drew a $1.6 billion windfall from Galveston's cruise business every year. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. Verizon is selling its media group, which includes brands like AOL and Yahoo. In a $5 billion sale, Verizon is offloading its media group to private equity firm Apollo Global Management. The group includes brands like TechCrunch and early internet pioneers AOL and Yahoo. Verizon says it will still maintain a 10% stake in the media business, but the company will now focus more exclusively on its wireless networks and internet services. Elizabeth Schulze, ABC News, Washington. This is Texas News Radio. From News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Texas News Radio. The president will need every Democrat to sign on as there is nearly universal Republican push, uh, pushback on raising any new tax rates. The president saying his American Families Plan will help half the U.S. population afford to go back to the office. There's millions of women out of work today, not because they're not qualified for the jobs they have, but they can't take care of their children and do their job. The president wants to pay for child care assistance by closing tax loopholes for the nation's wealthiest, something many in the Senate will resist. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Financial help is on the way for financially struggling restaurants and bars. Washington is making available $29 billion in grants to restaurants and bars struggling to stay open in the pandemic. The Small Business Administration starts accepting applications for grants from the Restaurant Revitalization Fund today. The grants are intended for owners of up to 20 restaurants and or bars. That's CBS's Jim Crisula. Only applications from restaurants and bars that are majority owned by women, minorities and veterans will be processed and paid out during the program's first three weeks. Four families separated under the Trump administration's zero-tolerance immigration policy in 2017 will be reunited this week. The first successes by the Biden administration's Family Reunification Task Force include one mother who fled from Honduras with her children and another from Mexico. The families will be granted a humanitarian parole status, allowing them to remain in the U.S. for a limited amount of time, says the task force. More than a 1,000 families that remain separated have been identified by the administration. A majority are wrapped up in settlement negotiations as part of litigation from the ACLU. That's ABC's Chuck Sievertson. Former President George W. Bush is adding to his list of problems with the modern Republican Party. He said the GOP won't win anything if it stands for white Anglo-Saxon Protestantism. Bush made the comment in a recent podcast interview with The Dispatch. He said he does not believe claims by former President Donald Trump and supporters that the 2020 presidential election was stolen. Bush had previously criticized the party as, quote, isolationist, protectionist, and to a certain extent, nativist. 
Canadian researchers say women who plan to have their babies delivered by cesarean section are uh, effectively no worse off than those who opt for natural childbirth. Healthy women who opted for a cesarean delivery for lifestyle reasons were slightly less likely to suffer a poor medical outcome than women who chose natural childbirth, but any complications did tend to be more severe. That said, the researchers insist medical complications in childbirth are very rare, no matter what the method. That's CBS's Vicki Barker. The research was carried out at the Ottawa Hospital in Canada. This is Texas News Radio.